Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So open your Bibles up to Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So we're in that category. You and I are in that category. And it says in verse 17, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things would be not as though they were. So one of the, for, for one of the things he says here, it is written. And I thought, how many times did Jesus say, it is written? He went back to what the Word said. And we're going we're gonna to look at what the Word said. What did Abraham stand on? What did Abraham believe? So keep your fingers in Romans 4. And let's go to Genesis 17. This is a man who stood on what God said. That's all he had. You know, the Word wasn't written back then. When he was there, he couldn't go to the Word like we can and look it up and see what the Word said. He had to go by faith and trust what God spoke to him. He had to trust the living Word of what God said. And so in Genesis chapter 17... Verse 1, and it says, And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. I love that. He's the Almighty God. He's the Almighty God is talking to Abraham. You know, the Almighty God talks to you and I. You know, you just got to know that. He's got a lot to say. We need to listen and hear what he has to say. Walk before me. And be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee. I love that. He's just coming to say, Abraham, I'm making a covenant, and it's going to be you and me. God made the covenant with Jesus, and we got in on that one. So he says, the covenant is between you and me, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee. My covenant is with thee. And this is the covenant. He said, Thou shalt be a father of many nations. That's what he said. You know, Abram, he just wants a son. He's looking for a child, and God is talking about nations. God has increased things and. In, in, Abram's heart to be in that place to stand and believe. And I'm thinking, man, God wants him to believe for nations. He's going to be a father for nations. And he struggled just believing for one son. <laughs> you know, think about that. Sometimes, you know, we're, we're here just believing God for the next uh, check to come in or for extra money or a bill to be paid. And here, God's saying, I'm going to make you the father of nations. I'm going to stretch you. And God said, I'm going to do it. He didn't look to Abraham for what he could do. He was looking to himself. He swore to himself. He was looking to himself what he could do because he knew what he could do. And so he was declaring to Abraham what he could do. 
He was saying, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it. And he made it personal. He said, I'm going to do it for you. I'm making a covenant because my promise is going to go far beyond you. My plans are going to go far beyond you. I want you to get your mind off of yourself, and I want you to think about who I am, what my plans are, and why I'm saying what I'm saying to you, Abram. That's what he was saying to him. And then what he asked, he asked one thing of Abram. And he asked him, he said, I want you to circumcise your household. That's what he asked of him. That was something Abram could do. Something Abram could do. He didn't ask Abram to do the impossible. He just asked Abram to do what he could do. He just wanted Abram to obey him. That's really what he wanted. Just obey what he asked. Everything else was left to God. You know, when God asks you, he tells you that he's going to do something for you. All he wants you to do is believe that he's the almighty God. That he has the capability of bringing to pass what he has declared, what he has said. And so that's really what he's saying here. He wants us to go to that place that we are totally trusting God. So I'm going to read a little bit out of the Amplified Bible. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, whom he believed, who gives life to the dead. I love the way the Amplified says this. He gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existing things that he has foretold and promised as he is already listed. So he's saying here, who gives life to the dead and speaks to the non-existent things. When God gives you something, you can know right then it's non-existent in the natural realm. <laughs> it's not out there where you can get your hands on. He's looking at you to believe him for the impossible. He, you know, those songs, whoever chose those songs tonight, I was thinking they're right on <laughs> with what we're talking about tonight. So he says, God speaks to the non-existent things. What things? The things that he's already talked about. So he's telling him right here that, Abram, the things that I've been speaking to you about, about your son, about the nations of the world, though you can't see them, know they are non-existent in your eyes, even though, you know, they're not where you can feel them, where you can touch them, where you can reach out, where you can get a hold of them. They're there. They're, they're there. And I'm going to make them available to you. What a promise. That's what he's saying. God speaks of non-existent things and the things that you can't, that you can't possibly see. So he says in verse 18, bring it down, Vicki. For Abraham, human reasoning, for hope being gone. I love this because he's just telling you, in the natural realm, there's no reason to hope. He's letting Abraham know there is no reason in this natural realm for you to have any hope. There's no reason. Because nothing is working 
in Abraham's life. In this natural realm, everything quit working. For Abraham, he could no longer, he could no longer carry the seed to Sarah, and her wound was already dead. So in the natural realm, things looked very dead. They looked impossible. And God's saying that. That was an impossibility. You know, things look dead sometimes to us. Some things look absolutely impossible, and there's no way. But what did God say? What did God say? And that's what we have to go back to. What did God say? And he said he hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations. He hoped in faith. He took hold of that word. He took hold by faith, not on what he saw, not on what he could touch, not on what he could feel, not according to any of the circumstances around him, by faith. And that's the way we're going to have to live in this hour. It's strictly by faith and not by what you see. That he should become the father of many nations. As he had been promised, so numberless shall your descendants be. Wow. Think about that. Remember when he told Abram to look at the stars back in Genesis and he told him, just look up at the stars and count them. That's how many descendants that you're going to have. And I'm telling you, Abram just said, at that time, just looking for one. Just one. And he was going to be satisfied with Ishmael. He would have been satisfied with Ishmael. But God said, no, that's not my plan. Sometimes we settle for Ishmael. Sometimes we settle because it's what we can see. Something we do in our own flesh and our own strength and our own ability. And we look at it. Think, well, that's good enough. God's got nations. God had told them, look at the stars and count the sand. If you can't count the sand, that's how many descendants you're going to have. Well, how's that going to happen? It's not up to us to know. That's what he's saying. It's not up. And that's what Abraham did. He didn't look at the natural. You know, it was tempting. You know, reasoning tried to kick in. You know, the thoughts were there, but he didn't take hold of the thoughts. He didn't grab hold of it. It says in verse 19, he did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body. He didn't weaken in faith. Faith didn't get weaker, it got stronger. You know, and the enemy's there to weaken our faith. The enemy is there so that our faith doesn't get stronger and stronger. It's there to weaken it. It's there to break it down. And if we take hold of those thoughts instead of taking hold of what the Word of God says, it's going in there to weaken our faith. Come on, look look at this. You know, you know the devil was right there saying, Abraham, look at Sarah's womb. Has she ever, she's that old woman, she's 90 years old, and she's never been able to produce a child. Look at it. Look at it. He said, no, not looking at that. I got a word, and I'm holding on to that. I'm taking hold of that word. I'm taking hold of it. 
Like I'd take hold of this bottle to take a drink. I'm taking hold of it. And I'm just going to tell you, you cannot have my bottle of water. You take hold of it. You take hold of it. You declare it's yours. And you're not letting go of it. Well, you can see this bottle of water, but you can't always see the promise that God gave you. That word. So by faith, you have to let that word go in there and come alive on the inside of you. You got to let that word. And when the enemy comes in and says, look, look. Look, nothing's changing. Nothing's working. You say, no, you're not going to weaken my faith. I'm not giving you my faith. I'm not giving you into my faith. I've got a dream. I've got a vision. And it may sound crazy. I'm telling you, it sounded crazy. If he had told anybody after all those years of marriage and all those years of not seeing anything and you're looking at a nearly 100-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman and he says, my descendants, are going to be, look at those stars. That's how my descendants are going to be. Some of you thought he was crazy. Well, some of your dreams and visions may be crazy. And they may be out there, but that's where God is. God is out there. God is out there. God lives out there. God lives in a world that he wants us to come in and join. He lives in the kingdom of God, and he wants you and I to learn how to live in the kingdom of God. He wants you and I to learn how to grow in the kingdom of God and take hold of the promises just like Abraham did. Amen? We cannot consider our circumstances. We make too many decisions. Guilty here. About how much our finances are and not by what God said. Sometimes our giving's that way. We take hold, you know, well, this is what I have, but God said do this. Well, believe him for it. Amen? You know, I remember the first $1,000 I ever gave away, and that, this just came to me. This is not even in my notes. But the first $1,000 I gave was when I was a single parent, and I can guarantee you I lived paycheck to paycheck. I lived when the paycheck wasn't enough. And the Lord spoke to me to give $1,000. That was big money. I mean, I'm just telling you, that was big money. And when you're a single parent and you've got children that you've got to provide for, that's big. But God put in my heart, give $1,000. I did not have it. I mean, I, I couldn't even write a check for it. But I said, okay, God, I'll give $1,000, <laughs> but you've got to get it to me. I didn't know how smart of a statement that was back then <laughs> because what I did is took it out of my hands. And people walked up and gave me money. Somebody walked up and gave me $500. I could have used it. But that was my money. And then somebody else came up and gave me money. And somebody else came up and gave me money. And by the end of it, I had $1,000. And I sowed that with great joy. Because it's what God said. I didn't have it. I couldn't see it. I couldn't touch it. And I didn't know where it was coming from. But God knew where it was coming. All he wanted me to do was agree with him. Amen. I'm telling you, he wants us to be free in that place, that we quit looking 
at what we have and depend on what God said. Amen? What did, what did God say? What is God saying? So, this is the way that Abraham did. So, back to verse 19. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his body, which was as good as dead because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the bareness of Sarah's deadness womb. No unbelief or distrust made him waver. No unbelief or distrust. You know what that tells me? There were opportunities that he had in that time that he was standing and believing. There were opportunities. You know, that means there... Let's think about the timeline of this. This is 25 years. You know what, Pastor? I was thinking today when I was studying this and praying. I thought, hmm, this is our 25th year. I thought, hmm. I think it's about time the word came to pass. Amen? Let's just watch and see what God does. Amen? Let's just see what God does. I thought, Abraham endured. We've had some endurance. Amen? Endurance is just sometimes, it's just in there to see what are you going to do. That's where Abraham was with God. What are you going to do? Are you going to believe the word? Are you going to believe what God said? Are you going to stand on the covenant? Are you going to stand on the possibility, on the promise when it's impossible? See, it's all about what he's going to do. It's all about God. It is not about us. If we'll learn to take the pressure off of us, glory to God. If we'll take the pressure off of us and keep thinking we've got to do something, the only thing we have to do is what God says. And if God tells you to do something, no matter how crazy it may sound, no matter how crazy it may, may look, just do it. Just be obedient to it. And let God do what God wants, his part. Amen? He's Almighty God. That's what he said. And I love it, the scriptures, when he says, I'm God and there is no other. He makes it pretty clear. He writes it out. He tells you who he is. You know, God doesn't back off. He's not skitch on who he is. He's not sitting there trying to say, now, look, I'm God. Um, I just want you to know I'm God. And if you, you don't think so, it's okay. That's not God. He's bold in what he says. <laughs> He's bold out there. He just says, I'm God, and there is no other. That's who I am. You know, like it or leave it, one or the other. But it's truth, he's God. And he can do what he says. No matter how long it takes, it's up to us to trust, believe, and stand and not back off. So he said in verse 20 again, No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning, what was it concerning? The promise of God. What God had said, what God had spoken. He said, you know, nothing could come in there and take away from what God had spoken. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith. 
He grew strong. He increased in strength. That's what that means. He increased in power. He increased in that faith. Something was working on the inside of him because he was thinking on the words that God had spoken. And he wasn't giving in to what his body was saying. He was not giving in to what Sarah was saying. He was not giving in to the circumstances around him. He was standing and believing. And it says he gave praise and glory to God. He was giving the glory. He was giving the praise. And all of that, what was that doing? Thank you, God, that I'm the father of nations. Thank you, God, for my son. Thank you, God, for your word that you gave to me. I'm excited about this word, God. I'm going out tonight, and I'm going to look at the stars in heaven, and I'm going to look at what you have said, and I'll go out nightly, and I'll go look at those stars, and I'll try to count them even though I can't count them, but I'm going to believe that you said that my descendants will be as the stars of heaven. He was giving glory to God. And what was happening on the inside of him? He was being strengthened. He was being encouraged. He was believing the word of God. He was believing what God said. And he wasn't moved off of what the enemy said. Amen? That's what it means. We give glory in the, circ- in the situations. All those years. All those years. I'm telling you, it's been 25 years we, we're standing and we're believing. But I'm just going to give glory to God because of what he said. And I think tonight I'll go look at the stars. <laughs> Say, this is what you said, God. This is your promise. Hallelujah. So he said in verse 21, fully satisfied and assured that God was able... Every one of us is going back to who God is. What this is telling us is who God is and who is able to do it. He says that God was able and mighty to keep his word. God is the one that said it, and God is the one that will keep his word. And he is the only one that will keep his word. You know, you can't always trust man to keep his word. You can't always lean. You know, somebody can say, oh, I'm going to do this for you. And then they can come up with an excuse or a reason why they can't do it. Or their word isn't any, any good anymore. They just don't do what they say. But God's not a God that he should lie or a God that he should repent. You know, if he said it, he's well able to carry it out. And that's what we have to go back to. That's what we have to stand on. We have to stay in that place that we are believing God, we are trusting God, and we are not moved off of what anything else is trying to move us off of the Word of God. He was fully satisfied. Fully. In a King James it says, and being fully persuaded that what God promised, what His Word was, what He was able to do, It says he was able also to perform it or accomplish it. That means Abraham was looking totally and completely at God to accomplish it. And he took his hands off of it. He let go of it and said, this is yours. I am going to trust you. I am going to stand on that covenant and I'm going to stand on that promise and I'm not going to be moved. It's a decision Sometimes daily we have to make, sometimes hourly 
we have to make. Sometimes we just have to keep that before us and speak what God said and declare this is the way it's going to be. And I will not back off of it. I will not give up on it. What is your promise? It may be in a few years. But Tom, God's not moved by time. He is moved by what he says. That's the only thing that moves God is what he said. He'll look at it and say, I can do that. That's nothing. I mean, when the enemy's talking to you and telling you, no, no, it isn't going to happen. But God is saying, yes, yes, believe what I said. I'm just telling you, words don't come, you know, instantaneous sometimes. It's like in the early days, you know, when you first started walking by faith, you might have seen, you know, I know for me, I saw so many things just happen like, whoa, 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 whoa. God was just doing stuff and doing stuff. But, you know, the more I grew in the Word, the more, you know, God put things in my heart. Seems like the time stretched a lot longer <laughs> and things didn't manifest as quick as we thought that they should. But if you stand, there's proof right there, 12 years. One word from God had enough power to cause a woman to say, no, no degree. If you have the experience, you got the job. And wrote it personally for him, with him in mind. Think about that. Think about that. So you sit there sometimes and you think, well, it can't be. The time's gone by. Whose time clock are you on? Are you on God's clock? God's not moved by our times. God's not moved by our clocks. God's not moved by our age. God's only moved by what he says. What his promises are. Whether they make sense to your head or not. I'm telling you, when we get a breakthrough, if we could just remove his brain sometimes, remove the reasoning, we would be so much better off. But as Paul said, we got to renew the mind and just get it to line up to what God said. What has he promised you? He's well able to bring it to pass. He's well able to do it. You know, that's why after 25 years, Pastor and I are still standing, and we're still believing, and we're not being moved. We're going to see the salvation of the Lord. We're going to see those things that God has spoken to us. He just said a few months ago, we shall, see the, we shall have a performance of those things spoken to us from the Lord. That's what God said. I got a word today from a, a lady called me up, and she said, she said, Vicki, she said, the Lord says, I know your heart, and I've seen your heart cry for the harvest. And because you have cried out for the harvest, and you have sought me for the harvest, I'm going to give you the harvest. I'm going to bring it in. That's just another confirmation. Another encouragement that says God's in this, and he's doing it. He hears our heart. That's what she said. He's heard your heart cry.
for souls? What have you cried out for? What are you believing for? Don't you dare let go of that dream. Don't you dare let go of those promises, no matter what happens around you. You stay in that place, and you believe God, and you don't give up, and you hold fast. I'm telling you, you need to take that promise. You need to take it close to your heart and say, no one can have my promise. No one can have it. I'm not, I'm not letting go. I'm holding fast to it. I'm holding fast because I'm a covenant child. And that's why when God spoke to Abraham, he said, I'm making covenant with you. Making it with you, Abram. I could have picked a lot of people, but I chose you. I chose you. Not because of your looks, not because of your money, not because of your talent. It's because of I decided and because I love you. And that's what I want for you. Let that pressure get off of you. Just say, pressure, get off of me. I'm removing you from me. You can't be on me. I'm not taking the pressure. It's not up to me. It's up to him. What he said, God said it. He's got to do it. I just let go of it. Amen. Let go. What y'all just did. Just let go of all that pressure. It's no longer on you. It's no longer, I love this. It's no longer your responsibility. Think about it's no longer your responsibility. Hallelujah. That should take all the pressure off. Because you weren't created to do it. You're just created just to obey. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.